Hey, good day. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I thought about doing a new study. I'm going to start reading the Word of God in the book of John. I love the book of John. It's probably my favorite gospel. Um, The Word of God is very, very powerful. And, you know, I think it's very, very important for the it to to read it and to study it in the life of every believer um if you listen to me very long you're gonna know that i believe in the word of god which is the bible it's a manual it it provides direction insight um everything we need um to know about god to to gain a revelation of who jesus is if we study god's word it will reveal the truth and the truth will set us free. And I wanted to just start John chapter 1. And I'm going to just, really what I'm going to do is just get on here and read through the Bible. Read through John and uh, perhaps the whole New Testament and just give a commentary on it. Um, so let's begin in John chapter 1. In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. I love this little portion here. Uh, Verses 1 through 5, it gives reference to Jesus Christ as always being with God. He has always been and he always will be. And that life was given through him. And I love that, that the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot put it out. Because, you know, what what um, takes away the darkness is is light and that's when darkness is so prevalent is when there is an absence of light but when somebody has had an interaction or an experience with jesus christ which the gospels are proof what happens is that light shines into the darkness and darkness can never put it out meaning jesus is supreme in his power Um, Going on, verse 6, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. I love that scripture right there, and many times I feel like John being a testimony to the light because... I I bear witness to Jesus Christ and his power. Somebody asked me, Shane, how do you know that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead? And my, my answer to that would be very simple, is that Jesus Christ resurrected my life. When I was dead in my sin, wanting to commit suicide, doing a bunch of filthy, secret, nasty things, um, that had led to guilt, shame, and ultimately there was very little happiness or joy I ever experienced. Um, what happened was Jesus Christ revealed himself to me. And what, what happened was he transformed my whole life. And what, what I do is very similar to what John does. 
is bears testimony to the light. I myself, I'm not the light, but Jesus is the light. And I love how how it gives that correlation there. Um, Verse 10, he came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people and they even rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. I love that verse right there because that gives us an invitation to become a child of God. It says right there, and it's really this easy, guys. It said to those who believed him and accepted him, those who welcomed them. Guys, if you want to experience salvation, if you want to experience life, you want to experience satisfaction, fulfillment, purpose, peace, all the things money cannot buy, it comes through believing and accepting Jesus as being the Son of God and and believing the message that He was raised from the dead. He can provide forgiveness of your sin. And He, through, through that message right there, that we become the children of God. I've experienced that myself. Um, so if you have not done that, I'm going to encourage you to do that in your own personal way. Um, verse 13, reading on. They are reborn. Reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. I love that verse because it talks about really becoming alive. And there's life that only can be experienced through the message of Jesus Christ. Verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. Verse 16, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who who is himself God is near to the father's heart. He has revealed God to us. I love that that scripture because it really gives the the identity um, that Christ was God. Christ has the power to forgive us. Christ has the power to bridge the gap between a broken humanity and God himself. And and that is desperately what our world is in need of and seeking after. Um, But many people are doing it in a worldly way. Um, But the answer is simple. The answer is believing and accepting Jesus Christ. Um, If we could just keep it that simple, you know, people will benefit greatly from it. And and Christ himself is the one who actually does the work in people's hearts and lives. Um, Reading on verse 19 in this first chapter of the book of John. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? 
he came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well, then who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. I love how right there, you know, they were expecting John to give an answer of him being something important or special. But I love the humility that John shows right there in scripture. He says, hey man, I'm just a guy out here in the the, the world, you know, saying that, that Jesus is coming, you know, and Jesus has the power. He's came, he's died, he's provided a way for us to get to God. And he also is coming back again. You know, we, we are going to see Christ return and restore the earth. Um, you know, but I love John's humility right there. He says, I ain't nothing special. He, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Elijah. I'm not the prophet. You know, I'm just a man. Um, verse 24, then the Pharisees who had been sent ask him, if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or a prophet, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River, where John was baptizing. I love that right there. You know, once again, John showed his humility, and he he said, I'm not even worthy to be a slave. He, he really referenced, you know, his unworthiness compared to who Jesus was and the power Jesus had. Um, and, and make no mistake about it, guys, we are not Jesus. We do not have the power Jesus has. And you got to understand that's why we need Jesus, because if we could do what he did, we wouldn't need him. So don't ever reach a place where you think you're something powerful or you think you're something mighty. But always see yourself like John sees himself here. You know, he's he's seen himself as not being worthy. Um, and that was the very place where I had a powerful experience with Jesus Christ was in that place where I knew I had screwed up. I knew I messed up. I was hiding things, lying, um, living a fake life. Um, but I was scared. I was scared to let people see the real me and, and truly some of the things I was doing. Um, but once I did, you know, I really encountered Christ in a real way. Um, going on to verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man coming after me who was far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. 
I didn't know he was the one. But when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, The one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testified that he is the chosen one of God. Verse 35. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi or teacher, where are you staying? Jesus said, Come and see. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the men who heard that John said, and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon. Son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. I love that verse 47. Jesus references his character. I love that he says this is a man of complete integrity. He didn't say this, you know, this is his name, nothing. He said this is a son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip even found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. So see, I love right here, Jesus starts to reveal, you know, who he is and his nature of being God. Um, Verse 50, Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. I love that. that that's the closing uh, scripture in, in John chapter 1 right there. But Jesus basically says, you know, I am the stairway to heaven. I am the bridge and the gap between you and God, your Creator. You know, and 
I think, guys, that's that's where purpose is born. And that is where you find your identity. Everything you're looking for is going to be found in that staircase of, of Jesus Christ, guys. Um, I will be back soon to do John chapter 2 and, and just continue reading through um, the New Testament. Like I said, I really enjoy the Word of God. It's it's really powerful, and it really shows us who Jesus is. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and um, have a great day.